0: I'm Gab, he's Jules. I have no idea what the weather is in West London, because guess what, Jules? We're not in West London. Wow. We're in Doha. It's dark outside. I just arrived, Jules. You've been here. Uh, it is the Gab and Jules show. We'll be getting into so many things. It's Gianna Ronaldo, Sadio Mane. But, Jules, let's step away from the day-to-day, and let's remind ourselves, there is a World Cup that is going to take place in, what, less than 48 hours? Incredible. It's just there. It's like we're almost there. I am, I'll am. i be going to the opening game, Qatar against Ecuador. So we thought in this first segment it might be fun to talk a little bit about who are the favorites.
1: Yeah, and let's Can do I, a little preview without being like a too full-on preview. Yeah, and and we're not going to like do a like boring group-by-group group thing yeah, exactly. where people switch off because, oh, Morocco, yeah, exactly. whatever. No, I want, you t- I want to know who you fancy. Who for you, maybe you pick two countries who you think have the best chance to go all the way. I will very easily do that. I will pick Brazil.
0: Yeah. And I will pick... Uh, <laughs> I I would have picked France, but I cannot get over this, that lightning cannot strike twice. Like, Didier Deschamps cannot be Forrest Gump two World Cups in a row. Can't happen. So I'm going to pick Argentina as my alternative. But with the caveat, the best team almost never wins the World Cup.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. However, I would argue that your two are very big favorite, and I, I completely understand your picks. I would certainly have picked one of the two in Argentina. Uh, who I think will beat Brazil in the semifinal, as they can face each other. They've both finished first in their group. I will pick France, of course, because, as you said, it's really rare to win back-to-back World Cups. The last country to do it was Brazil in 1962, to show you how hard it is. And if you Italy actually look, did it in 1934 and 1938, yeah, That was even before. <laughs> and even if, if you look at the last three World Cups, the holders crashed out in the group stage no. every single time. So there's a bit of that curse. However, I think that Deschamps is going back to a very more solid team, much defensive mind. And you know what? You win World Cup with your defense, not with your attack. You know what? I would dispute that. And obviously, he
0: did it last time, and it worked. Um, it's just that I, don't under, I cannot wrap my head around logically why club football should be so different than international football. Club football, the best teams generally take the game to the opposition. We say True. it almost every week on the show. Why should national team football be different that way?
1: I'm not saying it can't work, no, but, but just trend-wise... You need more, You have more time at club level to work on your daily patterns and organization and everything with club, especially for this World Cup. It's an eight-day preparation. It's, it's, well, it's very sh- short to put everything you want in place. And it's easier, as we always say, to have a very solid defensive organization more than fancy attacking football. I think that's why, for me, I can't look past... Brazil as
0: the best team in the World Cup. They may not win it because, like we said, but Brazil play like a club side. Uh, Tite's been there since 2016. Um, I think that matters. There's a tremendous team ethos in it. We know, we've talked about Deschamps' qualities of being a great man-manager. I think Tite has that in spades, maybe even more so because, of course, he didn't ban his best center forward from the national team for many, many years. Um, so... I think they have that. The one that interests me, though, is my other favorite, Jules, it's Argentina. Yeah. Because Lionel Scaloni has, is on this incredible run. I think we're seeing a different Messi as part of the run. In other words, not a Messi that has to carry the team the way it was under Sampaoli. Um,
1: I do wonder, though, in the end, is this run a bit deceptive? I don't think it is. I really don't think it is. And I don't think even it's about if he's deceptive or convincing. It's just that... They don't know what it is to lose anymore, and I think you go in the mindset when you approach every single game, whether it's Copa America qualifiers, World Cup, friendlies, finalissima, anything you want, in a way like we we can't lose here. We haven't lost. Nobody can beat us. And I do think that they've got an easy an an easy group, if you want, where they're going to go from strength to strength to be ready for the last 16 and the quarterfinal and the semifinal. And And I. I really believe Argentina. This is, and Messi is in such great form. Yeah, see, this is
0: where I paraphrase Mike Tyson. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. True. Uh, I need to know. Your, I've picked two teams. I need to know your other
1: team. You mentioned France. Yeah, France is the first one. And for the second one, I just don't think outside of those three, there's one outstanding candidate. But I will go for Spain. We both like Ruiz Enrique, we're big fans. It's a team that is not perfect. I give you that, especially in terms of who's playing up front and everything. I just think they can create the surprise. And the more momentum they will get, the more they will advance. I think the better they can be and get that confidence that we saw, for example, I, against Italy in the semifinal of the Euros, which is a game that they could have easily have won.
0: Yeah, no. As I said about the Euros, I thought Italy deserved to win the Euros, but Spain deserved to win that game, if yeah. that makes any sense. You know what? We love Luis Enrique. I think it's fair to say we don't understand Not always. Luis Enrique. That's true. Um, A lot of his choices, Uh, it just seems weird the way he's always moving the team around. Um, You know I'm a big Oyarzabal fan. Obviously, he's out with some hope that he might come back for the World Cup. Not there, but it really feels like
1: nobody is essential in Luis Enrique's mind. Isn't that their strength, maybe? It's that this team is all about the collective. It's all about that unit. And that might be good enough in a World Cup, again, when we go back to basic on... They've got flaws. Of course, Sarabia hasn't played much, and he will start this World Cup. Asensio, same. Morata up front. Then you've got Busquets in midfield. I'm not sure he can run anymore. And at this level, I'm worried. Defensively, to play with two left-footed centre-backs in Laporte and, and Pau, I'm not sure that's, again, how effective that is. However... But that's okay if you only had Eric Garcia. <laughs> yeah, please, no, please. please no. <laughs> Don't get any ideas, Lucho. Please, but but I'm wondering if the collective strength that comes out of that squad, and it's very much Lucho's plan is like, it's us against the world. Maybe it might
0: work. It, it, it is fascinating. It's fascinating. Look, we say that Lucho Enrique is a guy who does not give a flying you-know-what yep. about anybody else. You know, I know it's something we've used a lot. Oh, he marches to his beat, his own drummer. This is Luis Enrique. That is, I think, what makes him so fascinating. I think you can pay a price for it. Um, We looked at our favorites, and we'll be getting into uh, some of the other runners and riders, as you like to say, in the Gavin Jules podcast. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launcher online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash gab jewels all lowercase go to shopify.com slash g-a-b-j-u-l-s now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash gab jewels all right joe so what we thought talking before yeah. uh, i just got off the plane i'm talking well, how, what are we going to do in this we thought we just look at four teams that we think could be dark horses and four teams that we've got question marks yeah. about this is not a ranking these are not the next four best teams no. in the world cup um and the four teams that we have question marks about aren't the four worst teams and some so, others have also issues I, yeah and there are others that, that that have issues but let's start with the four um who we consider to be Dark Horse. I'm going to go with something that's an unpopular pick because... What's on. prize? What a this, I Maybe we're influenced by a recent <laughs> conversation with Vincent Company. Yeah. And my prediction many, many years ago about Belgium's golden generation, which I'm still waiting on. But it, it's Belgium. And, and hear me out here. Okay, we can all point fingers. Ha-ha, look at the Muppet Show at the back and stuff. And, and okay, yeah, the defenders aren't great. And I know Lukaku... Maybe he's back, maybe he's not back, whatever. But I think to myself, maybe the best number 10 as an attacking midfielder in the world. Yeah, for sure. Maybe the best goalkeeper in the world. Yeah. Once you get to the knockout phases, you don't necessarily need much more. We've seen this in past World Cups.
1: Yeah. Why can't Belgium be a dark horse? No, I think that I would argue, like I said to Nathan, who mentioned it before, it's a very tired horse. But if you want to count it as a dark horse, I give, I give that to you. And I agree with you, I think. And you know what, maybe the best thing that could happen to them is that they're arriving in this competition under the radar. they no just lost to Egypt, for example, in what was a friendly, so there might not many, uh, there's, there's not many, many things that you can take away from that friendly against Egypt. However, they're really under the radar. Before, they used to be, we, every single time we were saying, okay, this is the moment, right. this generation is going to hit it here. And now, there's not even that kind of talk. And I think that really, that's in their favor. I'm thinking we
0: always see this in World Cups. And, look, I, I am, you know, pulling names out of a hat here, right, of very talented players who've had difficult times at club level but maybe hit form just at the right time. And, you know, my adoration for Yuri Tielemans, how in this, you know, he kind of tailed off at the end of last season, didn't have a great start to the season, and then maybe in the last month picked up, right, those, yeah. those pile drivers from outside the it's box. Could somebody yeah. like that, you know, become kind of a third actor to carry this team with Courtois and De Bruyne? Can they get something from Eden Hazard? That's the question. That's right? why I'm on board with
1: that. Yeah. Uh, who you got? So for the first one, I go with Senegal. Uh, not just because I'm wearing the shirt today in, in, in tribute, really. I think we are missing shirt. their star striker, no? Exactly. To Sadio Mane. Uh, I feel for, for him, of course, and him missing the World Cup, but for the whole of Senegal. However, I still think that even without him, they can be a really nice surprise. They've got Really strong collective. They've got like star players. Let's put it in that way: Edouard Mendy, Koulibaly, Ismail Ismaïla for example, who I would suspect will, will come in and replace Sadio, who is not on the same level as Sadio, but can 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 provide really good something really good on that on that on that wing. And I think Al ucc has learned a lot from what happened in Afghans, in the last, especially in the last one that they yeah. won. I think that win is They're huge psychologically. And I think they're a physical, strong team, which always, a bit like a European country, really, that do so well in, in World Cups, sh- historically. And I yeah, think, again, and know, all those people
0: cool. who check out stereotypes over the years, they're so tired, they're so passé. But especially, you look at Senegal, there is no stereotype about this, other than the fact that this team plays like a certain type of European team exactly. from maybe 10 years ago. And you know, and it's simply because Cisse is actually, a, I think, a very modern coach who... Or a very competent coach. You know, you're not going to see from him necessarily the the, the high press, the, the fancy stuff. But again, it's a national team, yep. and it's right. You know, yep. um, another one that comes up. Uh, we're totally two minds. I'm totally two minds over Louis Van Hall. Yeah, um, I know you've had your love
1: hate relationship with him of over the years. Remember that, yeah, <laughs> but objectively, yeah. What can Holland do? I, I think he can say as much as he wants, they're going to win it, and good for him. And, you know, I think that's also part of the character that he is. I think he's built a unit that is very impressive. And I think, yeah, of course, defensively, if you look at a back three of probably Timber, Van Dijk, and Ake or De Vrij, I guess the third one would be. This is impressive. I think There's a lot of depth there. The, uh, yeah, and I think the back three suits them perfectly. And then if Memphis Depay is on good form, I think... But again, I don't think you can take out one player. I think their strength is that collective unity, that collective strength, the solidity that they have, and how strong, physical, and intense they can be. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'll be really interested to see what we see from Van Gaal Because
0: obviously last time Van Gaal was in a World Cup, we saw Holland go far with a team that was, I thought, purely defensive and often in a very yeah. ugly way. Um, you know, but then it's a World Cup. So if your game plan is defense stoutly with your back three, and you need that because of the we've discussed before the weird cup situation at goalkeeper, and wait for Memphis to do something at the other end, hey, that's a game plan too. Yeah, and Memphis, true. if he's on form, can be unplayable at times. We we, we have said this, right? Yeah. So I can see Holland being in that mix. I know Serbia... Get a lot them. of people excited them. because of the potential of Vlaovic, yeah. Milinkovic, Savic. Yeah,
1: yeah, and Mitrovic and Kostic and all that great talent, which is great to have talent, but this is new to them. This is all new to them. They've never been here before. Some are really young. Some are more experienced at club level, but this is a different level. And I think this is the only thing that makes me think, okay, how do you approach a game against Switzerland where they've been here before? They've won World Cup games. They've won Euro games, big games as well. They've caused problems to a lot of big teams in World Cup, in Euros before. And and you, you're Serbian and you're like, we're so excited to be here, but this is all new to us. And. So let's see it, how they approach it and how they accommodate themselves. It does feel that Serbia also, and people are going to bring this
0: up, and I hate it when people bring up, oh, historically at World Cups, it doesn't matter. This is a new team. These guys Completely. weren't there 10 years ago. People will bring it up. If Serbia screwed up against Switzerland, and we can see it happening, right? Yeah. Switzerland, bo- Borathon, and then, you know, Fabian Schar header in 88. <laughs> and whatever. And Bolo say, oh, piece. well, Serbia, you know, they always let you, let you down. Yeah, no, it doesn't yeah. mean anything. Um,
1: who else you got? Well, I think we've done the four, so Holland, Belgium, Serbia, and Senegal are four, you know, surprise package potentially, as in surprise who will go find the competition. Who do you have as the ones that maybe we worry a little bit about? Uh, In terms of teams that I think have unanswered questions, you know,
0: big questions, and this doesn't mean these teams are worse if they find the answers. uh, I'm going to start out. Quickly and easily with England, right? Right. We said this about Gareth Southgate until we were blue in the face. That you know he's probably a better person than he is an actual coach Coach. on the team. He is somebody who would agree with you about the oh, well, fact we know it, right? Stout defending wins titles or or wins World Cups. Um, The problem I have here with his stout defending narrative is that. You have a lot of good attacking players. You have a lot of players who play for clubs who are used to attacking the ball, demanding the ball, taking the game to the opposition. And you don't have all these great defenders. And so Definitely. why are you planning on giving the ball to the opposition when you know that one mistake, Completely. I don't want to pick on Maguire, but it could be Maguire, it could be Stones, could be Walker, it yeah, could yeah. be your goalkeeper. None of those guys are, you know, necessarily world-class, right? And you have
1: so much at the other end. And. It's hard, as we've explained before, to set an identity, an identity to your national team because you don't have much time to work. You only see your players five times a year. Well, I get it. But when you've got so many players who actually play in a similar way, let's say at club level, certainly in terms of pressing and counter-pressing, especially when you had to hold Guardiola and club as manager of your three biggest teams in, in England and now even with Arteta in the mix, just, just, just follow them. They can yeah. even guide you if you're Southgate and say like, okay, at least when we lose the ball or we don't have the ball, we can play like what you do at club level. They're it, so used to it. And, and it.
0: and it fits. I remember, you know, talking to Fabio Capello and Sven-Jorn Eriksson, they both said the same thing. They said, like, England had an empire they're all conquering. They can't play defensively. They have to attack. Well, weirdly, those guys leave. The English guy comes, and then they play defensive and counterattack, which, you know, again, you know how I love busting on stereotypes. Clearly, there's something wrong yeah. with the stereotype of the, the conquering uh, uh, England. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um
0: Right, I'll pick. A, uh, do you want to, uh, I'll, I'll pick another team, okay, and then on. you can have your two. Yeah. And I'm going to pick the U.S. Okay. and our friend Greg Berhalter, of course, has been a guest. On, yeah, yeah we, like we like. My Super question mark is: What condition are your best players in going into this World Cup? I have no idea what I'm going to get from Christian mean, Pulisic yeah, in
1: terms of Pulisic. Okay, and
0: I have no idea what I'm going to get from Gio Reyna. Yeah, we know that they're great players. But it's just between lack of playing time and, and injuries and in Reina's case uh, and chaos. These guys are coming from chaos at club level. I know Dortmund settled down yeah, a little yeah. bit you know, I, we, 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 with Turchic, but, but still, I mean, that place is a zoo with the injuries. Well, and, and the last results have been
1: and Exactly. And, and obviously even more so for, uh, for, for Pulisic at Chelsea. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, again, I think the issue for me is like, what are you here for? Are you here in Doha for, to prepare in four years' time, which is by, by by a mile the most important of the two World Cups, right? Or, or this actually mat- does, does this matter here for the U.S.? Does, is, is, is coming out of the group matters? Is the last 16 plays matters? A quarterfinals would be great. Right. Do you see what I mean? Is it, are you here to learn? You know, look, as you know,
0: I always talk about performance over results. Obviously, in World Cups, results matter. But 2026 is on the horizon. I think you have to judge the performance of this U.S. national team uh, and and, whether you want to continue with Greg Berhalter after this World Cup based on what you see. They could lose all three games and play well and hit their targets. And and you can see growth and you can see belief, right? That is
1: possible. It does happen. But I'm not sure right now that Berhalter, people around the national team, that the federation, even the players themselves know what is the best? What is the best if you focus on performance? If you want to focus on result and you try want to focus on growth, and try it's the to, youngest team at the World Cup. Yeah, but do you grow by also qualifying for the last sixteen? Do you grow by grinding out three results, get one draw, one defeat, one win, and it's enough to go through? I, I don't know. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, no.
0: I I, I think players know. They know when they play badly and don't deserve to. Be... So, quickly in the U.S.,
1: this lack of a center forward narrative, is that a thing? I mean, I never see that as a problem. If you've got someone who can fill that role, it would be a different style of player. It would be a force 9 It would be a politic. It could be a Reina. You could play, I don't know who, Younus know, Moussa if you want there. You could play anybody as long as he knows exactly what to do. And as long, and this is my issue here, the team around him knows, exa- okay. knows exactly what to do. Yeah, and it, right now, they don't. It, it's not rocket science. I mean, when people talk about, oh, you need center forward. Well,
0: Liverpool did pretty well with Roberto Firmino center at center forward, right? If you have the right wide players who are coordinated, who come inside yeah, in the right situation. Right
1: you can get around that. If you hoof the ball towards Joe Reyna as a force nine, this isn't going to take you nowhere. All right, Jules, who are you worried about? Who's keeping you up at night? I mean, the one is, has to be Cristiano Ronaldo and Portugal. You know, and like, we will talk about Cristiano in the quick hits, of course, and what's happening with United. But this is the World Cup now. I think he's forgotten about United already. He's focused on this. This is this last World Cup, I think, because he says he wants to play until 40. So he will be, obviously, retiring before the next one. And it's an amazing squad, even without Jogo Jota. This is a squad that should be competitive, that could go far, should go far in this competition. And yet, I'm not sure about Fernando Santos and how he approaches this competition. If he can do a Deschamps and go back to being very defensive, which I think is counterproductive to their talent. I don't know how Cristiano comes here. I think this is huge. I think it's a a Michael Jordan last dance type of competition for him. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with the last dance side of things, because obviously...
0: I wrote a whole column saying why it was not a last chance. In uh, my no. opinion, that's why I'm thinking. <laughs> but, <laughs> so you fast. Fast. No, but I and obviously it is, it is it is his last World Cup. Just like it's probably going to be Lionel Messi's last World Cup. I think Cristiano. We saw in when they won the Euros that he can adopt. I don't say necessarily a subordinate role. I, maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but I think he's aware of the talent around him. I that that is going to be for me the big question. Are you aware what Rafael can do? To what degree are you aware to what degree do you have faith in Lau, in Bernardo, yeah. in those guys in Bruno, yeah. right? And what to what degree are you willing to go into the the and Ibrahimovic role later in his career? When he said, these are things I can do better than anybody else. These are things where I'm going to sacrifice myself a little bit for this guy yeah, but to so do that what, he then? can because if he doesn't score, what what else can you rely Cassano on can for? do other things. He can be a decoy. He can hold the ball up. These are things that maybe you can say okay. he hasn't done I want to at see club that. level. Yeah. Um, but for Portugal, would he be willing to do it if, he's, if he believes it's the right thing to win? I think he's at the stage where he wants to win a World yeah, Cup maybe. more than
1: he wants to score 10 goals. I would, I would want to believe that he right now wants to do what's best for his country. I'm just not too convinced this is the way it's heading for Portugal. Yeah, or that Fernando Santos is the guy to bring yeah, it all together. Exactly. That is an age-old age discussion there. And my second one is another big European country in Germany because as much as we like NC Flick and as good as it, the whole NC Flick era started after Yogi Love, lately it hasn't been great. There's still the issue up front. Who do you play up front? Do you play Kai Havertz as a force nine or like a, a different nine? Let's put it that way. <laughs> You know who do you like? Who do you play around him? Who do you play with him? What do you do with Thomas Müller? Is there room for Thomas Müller in that team? Do you play Müller behind Havertz? Well, here's do you the play thing, Two right? players Sorry, wide, but, in like Sani okay. and Nabry All right,
0: they have to play somebody up front, right? So assuming that you know, the, you don't play Nabry at center forward or Müller at center forward, Havertz. If Havertz is the center forward, and you want to play with wingers because you have good wingers, right? Yeah. Musiala, I think, has to play. Yeah. So where do 1, do you put So then, where do you put Mueller? Exactly. I, I just don't see how the pieces how you the pieces work. Oh, that's a big ask. And then you ass. play Mueller at center forward, and then you don't have the running behind, and then you sacrifice Kai Havertz. Yeah. Which you know,
1: and I good think, Kai right, Havertz is very good. And I think right now has the same issues as us. Musiala will be a star in this World Cup. There's no doubt. So he will st- I would think that I'm he has to start. The star. Then you heavy on Bayern Munich structure in that team because you suspect that Kimmich and Goretzka are going to play too. Yeah. And no year in goal, and then it's defensively that line of four. Defensively, I still don't know who plays fullbacks. I'm not sure about Schlotterbeck, obviously. No, um, mm, so a centre back, you have got no Mats Hummels, that's the name I was looking for, obviously. So, this is this is a line that I'm not too sure about what they do with it. And again, I think if they're not solid enough defensively. They can be in trouble.
0: And I think it does matter, too, because I don't expect Kimmich and Goretzka to necessarily provide as much cover, or, yeah, or rather, this in, 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 in this World yeah. Cup. And that's why the back four, I think, matters. Right, that's our, uh, that's our rundown, Jules. Mm-hmm. Um it's pretty good. But, like, we didn't touch upon everything, but hey, we talked about what we want to talk about. That's exactly. what we get paid to do. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash gab. Just go to indeed.com slash gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, enough preview stuff. How about some quick hits instead? Let's go, Gab. Our own Rob Dawson reporting that Manchester United
1: are going to try to terminate Cristiano Ronaldo's contract following his interview with Piers Morgan. Make sense to you, Jules? Completely, Gab. I think we, we announced it at, in the last show. This is we speculated. Always, we speculated, but they must have listened and watched the show because that was the only way, really, from United to to terminate his contract. Breach of contract, whatever you want to call it. I don't think he wants to go back there. I don't think they want him back anywhere. So that was the only way out for both, I, of par- for both parts. Look,
0: I'm going to make a bold prediction here. I don't know, and you know my thoughts on lawyers. I am ready yeah. to go down that road. I don't know that they can terminate his contract for giving an unauthorized interview. Um, which, which is the only established fact. Yeah. Can they turn him for bringing the club into disrepute, whatever? Well, that becomes a gray area. And this is something. This, these legal actions, they take time. They take months and months.
1: But you know the quick resolution is, right?
0: Exactly. Everybody wants a quick resolution. Yeah, exactly. I think you use this as leverage so that when you do bilaterally or rescind his contract, and they all agree, they're going to have to give him money to leave. They're so right
1: involved. now they owe him what? $16 million, Something Between like that? Between now and
0: the season, there's going to be a number. Upon which they agree, they basically pay him money. They to pay go h- half of that, and I think they're all happy. I think half of that, Cristiano would bite their hands yeah, off, right? Big time.
1: Most of the of bits from the interview gab has been released ahead of time, but you were struck by something he said about Ralph Rangnick. Yeah, so obviously Cristiano not a fan
0: of uh, Rangnick, um, which is fine. Uh, I think a lot of people might agree with him. Others don't. Um, certainly, the job he did at, at United. So he said that he'd never heard of him when Ralph Rangnick was appointed, which I don't know if I fully believe or whatever. We've all been around footballers who, yeah. you know, they're so focused on themselves and so on. It's not like you know, we're talking about Ralph Rangnick here. We're not talking about Pep Guardiola. But then he said, and neither did any of the people I talked to. Now, who is he talking and, to? Cause... Well, that's what I wonder. I'm pretty sure George Mendes has heard about him. Sure. And I don't know if it's one of those things he said or it was a matter of speaking in the interview. But I would imagine... When people in normal circumstances, when you get a new boss, you want to find out about him, right? Yeah. So I presume he would have rung people up. He would have spoken to his people, says, "What is this guy like? What's he going to do?" So yeah, I, I would take that with a big grain I of salt. I
1: agree. I agree.
0: Meanwhile, Jules, Manchester City had something to say about claims that Cristiano turned them down in <laughs> 2021 when he left
1: Juventus and went to sign for United. This is another example of it's going to be word against words. Cristiano says, oh, I turned them down and I went to United because I could not play for City. And that City are briefing saying, hang on a minute, we pulled this deal out before Cristiano could test could anything like that. So one is lying. It's either Cristiano or it's Manchester City. But Do you believe the deal was ever on? I mean... I'm just thinking about this, right? Pep Guardiola, Cristiano. Is that a match at all? No, but that's the question that we had at the time already. Oh, like, really? how does that work? And we ended up by saying that City would create enough chances and Cristiano will see score of goods goals for them because that's what he would do. However, without the ball, how much would he help them in running, counter-pressing, pressing? We were not sure. I wouldn't be surprised if City at some point says, you know what, maybe it's not a good idea. Let's not sign anyone and hope for Haaland the following summer, which happened, of course. And I think that's maybe the truth, more than Cristiano telling And Cristiano's agent, Uncle George, George Mendes, is named Agent of the Year at the Globe Soccer Awards in Dubai for the last, what, 10 times
0: in a row or something <laughs> like that? I don't think it's 10 in a row. I think the lady in O'Reilly won it well, yeah, um, at some point. I find this interesting. Really? this has not been a good year for George Mendes. No. Uh, we mentioned this the other day, but, you just quick recap, right? So, in the summer, you basically had one job, which is either get Cristiano out of Manchester United or make Manchester United be built around Cristiano, which we knew was not going to happen yeah. once he signed Eric ten Haag. I'm not saying it's all George's fault, but he wasn't able to do that. Yeah. Um, the other high-profile client, Jose Mourinho, at Roma, very up and down and up and down and up and down and very grumpy of late. Yeah. And, of course, Bernardo Silva that deal he still a- a he did everything he could to move but he's still there so yeah I mean I guess what I can say is agents of the world pick up your game because <laughs> by George Mendes standards this was not a good year no. and he still beat you all. might
1: not have two bad ones in a row either Sadio Mane is officially out of the World Cup Jules this is pretty massive and frankly sad yeah really sad I mean he had that injury that injury with Bayern Munich against Feder Bremen on November the 8th that at the time looked bad the first scan after that looked bad, and still, there was a little hope that maybe he could be fit for the third game in his group stage, or maybe for the last 16. They named him in the squad. He had another scan on, what was it, Thursday now? Uh, and that scan revealed that he actually needed surgery. He had surgery done on Friday. He could be out for a long time, by the way. We're talking now almost end of February, potentially mid-February, that he might not be back until. So it's a terrible blow for him, of course, for Senegal, wearing the shirt in support for my boys from the the Lyon de la Teronga because it's a a terrible news. The captain is... Not the captain, sorry. Khalid Koulibaly is the best. He's the captain, but he's the best player. He's the leader. And without him, it's a very different story. I thought you wanted to add something, but maybe not.
0: The only thing I was going to add just about Sadio Mane is that he's the sort of player I think that needs to be physically 100. You can't ha- Sadio Mane walking around the pitch;
1: is going to have the same yeah, impact. No, no. You sure. can't hold back when. He but plays. you can understand why they took the, the, oh, the gamble no question, of naming no him just no in question. case it could be fine. No question. Also, out of the World Cup, he spends left back Jose Gaia. Are you surprised though that Luis Enrique replaced him with Alejandro Balde, the young uh, Barcelona? Bringing a number of Barcelona players to the World Cup at 17, incredible. Same as Bayern.
0: You know what? Nothing Luis Enrique does surprises me. No, no, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, he could but aim. more him than Marcos
1: Alonso, for example.
0: I, I Alejandro Alejandro Balde. I'm assuming because he does both flanks. I runs more. I don't know. I don't understand Luis Enrique. <laughs> I just admire him. He's a legend. He's a legend. <laughs> more World Cup four-phase jewels. No. Uh, Nico Gonzalez and Joaquín Correa both out for Argentina. Uh,
1: An income, Ángel Correa and Atlanta Uniteds. Thiago Almada. Yeah, I like Thiago Almada a lot. I have to say here, I was surprised when Angel Correa was not in the first list. I was too. Which I, I to to thought the was a little bit
0: harsh. Which I actually thought,
1: put, they put like the, put the put wrong a game. Of, I, <laughs> Look, I, I love El Tuco, but yeah, come on. No, no, of course. And El Tuco had had some good performances with Inter, of course. It's a shame if you're Nico Gonzalez and, and Joaquin Correa that you're not there. Of course, it's so close and you have to go home and it's, it must be heartbreaking. But I think Angel Correa... Probably more than, than young Almada still can do a good job for Argentina. Beer will not be available at World Cup stadiums, Gab, following a U-turn from FIFA and the organizer here in, in Qatar. Many unhappy, though. Yeah, so to make this clear, um, this is this country...
0: Has a certain policy towards, for, for religious reasons, towards alcohol in general. Yeah. You can purchase alcohol um, if you're a resident here and you're not Muslim. There's certain shops you can go to. And obviously there are bars and restaurants where you can drink yeah. alcohol. In hotels, for example. In, in, as well. in, in, certain, in certain hotels. That said, this whole thing is Budweiser, major World Cup sponsor. When they got the game, obviously the first thing they said, cutter, uh, how are we going to work this? Because we sponsor FIFA and FIFA mediated. They th- all thought that they had a deal yeah. for having beer tents, you know, in in the stadiums themselves, not just in the designated fan zone. Uh, I can tell you, they were not expecting this this U-turn uh, at all. It's so
1: close to the competition as well.
0: I mean, I think you're going to see legal action or threatened legal action and some sort of payment here because you know Budweiser paid yeah, Right, they spent so. a lot of money. Um, as to, the one thing which bugs me in this, all those people, especially in certain countries, like, oh, it's not a real World Cup if there's no beer. Look, let's be very clear on this. There are a lot of people around the world who don't necessarily associate alcohol with football. Yeah, and they, they may
1: drink on their own time, but it's not a big thing. I mean, what, but the Qatari is saying that a lot of the fans who will be at the World Cup are from the Middle East and South Asia, in countries where alcohol is not a big deal for them. No, and, sorry. you know, so so you can understand why for them it's not as important maybe as it would be for an England fan traveling over and can't, can't have all these beers at the game. You're French, right? You right. guys drink wine we with do. meals and we stuff, do. right? We do.
0: Is it a big part of you sit at home, you flick on the television, and then you start pouring yourself paraffs <laughs> of wine? I mean, it's I mean, just different ways. Yeah, exactly. You know. It's different culture everywhere. Arsenal have appointed a sporting director, and it's... Had you? Well, Chills, uh, why are you saying it weird. like this? No, it's weird for me because
1: he's already there. This is the job he was doing, I know. right? Yeah. What's the difference? Is it a different job title? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> I think it's a. So silly. But maybe it's a reward in a way for the good job that he's done. I hope they gave him more money and more power. It's I don't know if they gave title. him more money or, or more more power, but <laughs> I think he was very happy. I think, have the time like when you got senior writer title at like espn you were happy right yeah i didn't get any more money or <laughs> no but i i i wondered about this because what was this title before i don't even know i think he might have been technical directors oh, sporting, sport- director. sporting director is right. super cool okay it's right. super cool well done edu by the way this is well deserved because he's yeah, yeah. he's doing the big 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 part of what is making this project successful so it also
0: shows and i'm not mean to troll here that you can sign William and David Luiz. No, I ah, we back. go. Don't
1: listen to that. You're doing a great job. <laughs> Daniel Fantino good job. announced a while back that he will run for FIFA president, and now, Gab, we're pretty sure that he's going to be reelected because. Because he's the only one. Yay! Hey! The only candidate on the list. This is brilliant. Um, I'm surprised you didn't run for show. Just in case.
0: The yeah, no. It's funny because th- there are requirements to this. You you need to be nominated, I think, by at least five FAs. Okay. You have to, to officially enough. support you, and you must have had an active role in an association or a federation. Or, or something related to football. Yeah, so like Davison, yeah. I remember when years. he had that one time when he... like Yeah, yeah. that can't happen. Uh, our, our friend Ramon Vega tried to have a yeah. go as well, wasn't able to do it. Um, I think, uh, without boring you about the whole... Some people are way into the football politics piece, others aren't. There are enough people in football who have clashed with Infantino who, who maybe don't like Infantino, probably might be health, healthy for football yeah. if there was a debate, if somebody ran against him. By the same token... The reason they're not running is they think they're going to lose. Yeah, exactly. So don't waste so, your time yeah. and your
1: money. Yeah, exactly.
0: When Ivan Tony wasn't called up in Gareth Southgate's England squad, many were surprised. Jules, I guess now we have a sense of why he's not there.
1: Oh well, yeah, we knew uh, that there was an investigation over some some betting patterns from from Ivan Tony. Now we know that I think there's 232 breaches of the gambling rules. If you want, as a player, you cannot bet money on games. You know that. Even if your team is not playing, but on football matches in general, yeah. to, to the, put it the
0: idea is that you're, you're you're privy to certain
1: information, exactly and stuff, which that isn't... you could get and get access to. And 230 is a lot. This is yeah. a lot, and this is not looking good for Ivan Toni to start with. And now maybe you understand a bit more why he didn't make the England squad. When I think a lot of us agree that just on pure talent and performances on the pitch, he probably deserved to. What I don't understand about this is right. Okay, when you're what
0: was, it? was it Peterborough he was at before, yeah. b- before Brentford? and I th- Which I think my understanding is that when a lot of this, these bets took place, yes. right? Once you're in the Premier League, once you're doing well, once you're established, why not come clean? Why not say, like, guys, I did this. I might have broken a rule. Rather than have them come to you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know,
1: that's... Yeah, maybe. Th- that doesn't... Not the smartest thing. No, that's true. As we mentioned, Gab, the World Cup kicks, on, kicks off sorry on Sunday with host Qatar facing Ecuador. And you won't be the only Italian in the stadium. No, the referee, Daniele
0: Orsato, will ah. be Italian as well. As will, of course, um, uh, I think both assistants and possibly the fourth official too. Um, look, we're, we're not so good at getting to World Cups in, by playing football, so we do a slightly better job by uh, refereeing football games. Yeah, that's good. There you go. exactly. Take what you can. Yeah. Lionel Messi caused a minor panic earlier today by not showing up to train (laughs) on the pitch. Oh, no. But it's okay because
1: now we know that he trained on his own in the gym. No reason to worry, right, Jules? No, and he was not the only one, by the way. Our friend from ESPN Argentina was saying, like, in the WhatsApp group that we have, well, things like that happen. You know, there's nothing to worry about. I want to believe them. I really hope so. Uh, And we also saw... uh, when Argentina arrived here in, in Qatar and like went to the hotel and the, where they're going to be staying for the whole tournament, that, everybody was sharing rooms. I think Di Maria and Paredes are together, something like that. But then Messi had only his name on his door. What? So he's a bit like you, right? He's, he's the only one I share, <laughs> you don't share. You you're, you're my Messi, basically. He already has its benefits. Oh, yes. that's so good. Former v- FIFA vice president Jack Warner has lost his appeal and will be extradited to the United States to stand trial. Gab, is this a big deal? Yeah, for those who watch the, uh, the, that FIFA documentary, yeah, true, uh, yeah. which
0: I think is out on, on Netflix, Netflix I think, that's if I'm not right, mistaken.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: not FIFA Plus, I believe, right?
1: No, yeah, I don't think no, so. Funnily enough,
0: um, you know, he is one of the villains of that era. With him, Chuck Blazer, uh, and, and so on. Uh, the FBI—he was part of, big part of the FBI investigation. Of course, Chuck Blazer kind of helped inform on him. Yeah. The late Chuck Blazer. Um, he fought extradition for a long time. Now the feds are into him. Now it gets—it gets interesting because I think we—we we don't know which way it's going to go, but I do wonder whether we might see something where you know maybe there's a plea deal or something. Yeah. Maybe he reveals more stuff about, I don't want to name names, but maybe certain but is, people who is are, there
1: more people to get dragged into this from him, do you think? I've but, always so far, wondered escaped whether bit. there weren't
0: some people who maybe cut a deal of their own with the feds, yeah. and maybe Jack Warner might take this opportunity to call them out, or maybe not. Maybe not. Brazil make their debut against Serbia, and Marquinhos had some revealing things to say about Neymar.
1: Yeah, I thought so. Gabi came up in uh, in the presser uh, on on Thursday, and basically said how much I know. I know Neymar. He's my brother. We're so close. Everything. But he said, I can see how ready it is for this World Cup, how focused, how committed. And he said, he said a line that was very interesting, I thought, especially knowing Marquis as well. He said, like, he's changed his lifestyle. He's changed the life kind of outside of football, which really, if you read between the lines, is like there's less partying. There's late, maybe gaming late and that kind of stuff. Less of his sister's birthday. I don't know, but I don't know exactly what, but I think this is this is it. This is like at 30 years old now, Is the more, the maturity that we see from Neymar also comes from the fact that he has cut maybe a lot of the things that he would have done at a younger age. And I think to get ready for this World Cup, which was always going to be the objective of the season, and his first half of the season was like, okay, now I'm going to put everything on my side to make sure that I arrived and my best in Qatar, and that's no why he's done. I mean,
0: this for in terms of in terms of highs, I don't know, but in terms of consistency, this might be the best three, four months nah, uh, he's, that, that he's had. Certainly since he went to PSG, maybe including his time at Barcelona. Yes, well. since the
1: fourteen, fifteen season, this is the best we've ever seen him. Colo Touré is reportedly in pole position for the Wigan Athletic job after his own brother Yaya Touré reportedly turned it down. Gab, he will be the first African manager in English football league. Yeah, yeah that would be I, huge. I, I, I think it's a big deal because when you think about, the, we've already
0: had several generations of players from Africa coming to, to Europe, excelling, excelling for, for, for their leadership skills yeah. and so on. You know, hanging around Colo Touré, of course. Uh, did very well as an assistant coach for for, for a number of years. Um, like, I I think you know whenever you have first like this, I think I think it is relevant. Um, and I think what I liked about Colo Torre is you know he had the humility to come in, work as an assistant, work his yeah. way in, and I think this this opens doors. Yeah. Hakim Ziyech scored a wonder goal for Morocco against Georgia. Jules, this was from inside. Oh, zone. yeah.
1: It's beautiful.
0: Should we take Morocco a little bit more seriously now that he's back in the
1: mix? Uh, and could Cutter be a turning point for him? Well, let's see. Let's see. I mean, he's hardly played. Let's be honest. This season, we, we wondered together why he stayed at Chelsea, considering that he knew and we all knew that he was not going to play much. So this could be one of breath of fresh air to a platform to showcase his talent for a move in January which is very very possible and three in terms of Morocco it's a tough group but I think they've got a really talented squad a young squad a new manager who I think understands this team much better than coach Vaid before him they lost Amin Harit which is a big blow of course huge blow that injury in the Marseille Monaco game terrible news for him again we mentioned that in the last show but I would like them. I really would like them to qualify for the last 16. I think this is a really good generation. And they would have support here. That's for sure. Like Tunisia, uh, of course. they might just, the just miss out. But I think if they were to qualify, Hakim Ziyech is going to have to play a big part in this. He's for sure. a game-changer. He's he a game-changer, game yeah. Juventus are linked with the general move for Hector Bellerin. I mean, can you help me out on this one, please? I'm
0: assuming it's based on the fact that... What? Um... Bellerin doesn't play f- much for Barcelona. So you're going to no? sign a guy who doesn't play. Wouldn't that be I mean, you went to sign Angel Di Maria right after after he dogged it for what, 4 years at Paris Saint-Germain, what? never starting more than 23 league on games in a season. So this would be No, I, I don't want to be mean to Di Maria. I just no, have don't issues be, with him this is know. nothing to like no, nothing look. similar. Why? As you, a cover? As a cover over cover? No, it, it doesn't make sense. Look, I I really like Hector Bellerin as a, as a person who's been so involved in so many charitable things. This big thing now is he's, he's against consumerism. You know, he, he came I, – I read that he came out and he said that he hasn't bought a new item of clothing in two years.
1: <laughs> Do you believe him? Could you live like that? I mean, like, I could, I respect years? that because, obviously, for the environment, that's why he's thinking, you know, and second-hand shop, he loves that kind of shop. You know, he's a very stylish guy, but no, it's not for me. All right. It's I don't think so. No. Lionel Messi will wear specially made gold boots at this yes. World Cup.
0: Yes. Jules, you're the footwear expert. I am indeed. I have no opinion. The only shoe I remember is when the original Ronaldo wore those shoes at whatever World Cup that was. 98, yeah. And they looked really cool.
1: Yeah. They kind of, they've come back a little bit as well. Nike have done another kind of version. You know, I don't associate Lionel Messi with sort of
0: gaudy, tacky gold. It just doesn't seem to be No, no this can. is not tacky.
1: No, it's not. It's These not not are cool. It's really cool. It's really You nice. already pre-ordered them for yourself. I haven't pre-ordered them, but they're really cool. I think there's something special about Messi playing his last fourth cup with gold boots. Karim Benzema is going to wear gold boots, but for another reason. Obviously, they're all wearing the same gold boots? They're not the same ones, but for Benzema, they're obviously the Ballon d'Or special edition from Adidas that have the, the, the golds around the – oh, my God, Karim the Dream. Yeah, doesn't Messi have, like, seven Ballon d'Ors at home? I know, but, like, uh, this you year, the current one, one – the one that matters the most is the one now, the current one. Right, so and the current like, one Dia is Sammer my boy.
0: and Igor Belanov are walking around
1: in those gold boots. <laughs> <no>? <laughs> I mean, oh, right. my God. Right. Now, a great few days for Robert Lewandowski. First, he gets a three-game ban for his red card, remember, in La Liga. Barca, by the way, are appealing to this. And now, the Polish FA have sent his personal bodyguard home. What? This is an odd story. Yeah, no, the Polish FA, I, I guess,
0: like, the... The team have security people, and then apparently he has his own personal guy. Yeah. Uh, this fellow named Dominik Grucha, according to the Polish FA, he's been associated with right-wing militant groups. Right. Some of which, uh, and you know, they, they run protection rackets, prostitution rackets. He was pictured in a in a T-shirt and a Rudolf Hess, a Nazi war criminal yeah. T-shirt. Yeah. Um, obviously, not the kind of person you want associated with Definitely. you. There's no suggestion that this guy's Lewandowski's friend. I think it might be more. The company that yeah. provides security. Maybe they, next time you might want to do, <laughs> do your, know, a few more checks to so associate yeah, yourself with definitely people. Jules, this brings us to an end, but we're here. We're in Doha. We'll be we're going up. to games. Yeah. We gotta come back and tell the
1: world all about this. Exactly. Next show is on Tuesdays and it's Tuesday. Until then, like I like, as we like to say, love the game. Love your neighbor. Love yourself.
0: Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle? Taco Tuesday over salad? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash gabjewels, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash GabJewels now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash GabJewels.